Danny, I just figured out that if I switch to Metro PCS, I get two Samsung Galaxy phones free. Cool, Dad. And I could be a super dad with two free Samsung Galaxy phones and call myself Double Galaxy Man. Or you could give the second phone to your sidekick. Yeah, I guess I could do that. That's right. Two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones are all yours when you switch to Metro PCS. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. When my daughter Channing isn't feeling well, Kinsa is the only thermometer I trust. It remembers temperature, symptoms, and medications, so I don't miss a beat. Find it at KinsaHealth.com, the world's smartest thermometer. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, it's episode 32 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, your host for today. My guest on the show is the creator of the very funny YouTube channel and website called Mom Cave TV. Jennifer Whedon is joining me on the show today to talk about how she created so many funny videos and entertaining videos that uh, are all about moms and parents and the amazing things that we go through. Uh, Jennifer is also an actor, so we get to talk about how she balances her life going to auditions and uh, and she's over in New York too, which makes it even more challenging. So it's a really fun and interesting conversation with Jennifer. So please. Make sure you stay tuned. Da, 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 da. What's been happening in my life? Uh, we'll do a little mommy monologue action. It's actually been a really busy but exciting week. I've had auditions almost every single day, which, you know, <laughs> I know, as my friend Heather says, it's a humble brag. And I don't mean it to sound braggadocious, but it's just the nature of my job. I am an actor, I go to auditions, sometimes they're last minute. Basically, all this last week, they have felt very last minute. I'll get a call uh, or an email at nine o'clock at night saying, oh, you have to be somewhere at 10 in the morning. And the struggle as a parent is that's when you have that oh shit moment where what do I do with my daughter? Do I take her with me? Do I try to find someone to watch her? Uh, I don't have like a nanny on call or anything like that. And what's interesting to me is that in LA, there really isn't a service for actor parents that um, we can rely on, you know, like we like a place where we can call and go, Hey, I've got an audition. Can I bring my daughter by that sort of thing? Uh, One cool thing I did discover this week, and I'm so grateful is on Facebook, there is a Facebook group called LA actor parents, where it's a community of moms and dads who are like, Hey, I have an audition in Santa Monica at 11 tomorrow is anybody going to be around I'll have my toddler with me or you know a mom will go on and say I'm going to be at uh, Paramount Studios tomorrow afternoon for an audition if anybody needs me to watch their kid while they go in such a great idea and like such a necessary thing for parents in this industry because it is such is so last minute everything is fly by the seat of your pants and you know, a lot of actors out here don't have other family. We all are transplants. Most of us are transplants from another place. So all of our family is another location. So it's not like you can call up grandma, grandpa, or, um, you know, aunts and uncles and say, Hey, can you watch my kid while I go say two lines, um, on the new, uh, 
whatever new comedy is is going to be coming out. So it's um it's definitely a struggle and a challenge. And you know what though, you just sort of you make it work. I feel really lucky in that the few times I've had to take Channing into an audition with me, a the casting director has been really gracious about it and super nice. I auditioned for Castle a few weeks ago and um, it was at UDK and I had to take her with me. It was literally in the middle of the afternoon. Everybody had to work. I had no other option. I took her in. I was a little nervous because the role was a little more dramatic than what I usually play and I wasn't sure how she would react. But the casting director was super gracious and she just kind of stood in the corner and watched, (laughs) watched mommy act a fool. And it was a really good experience. So it was really great. It's still incredibly distracting for me as an actor. I can't really tune it out because I'm very aware of the fact that she's standing there in the room with me. And I want to say I'd love to be able to, you know, I have that level of professionalism where I could be like, oh, nothing will affect me. But it's your kid. Your kid is in the room with you while you're on a job interview. And that's why it's so important for parents to have a resource or have an option to somewhere to take their kid. So that's my, that's my issue. That's what I struggle with this week several times, but it all works out. Either you get the part or you don't, as I'm getting older, I'm getting much better about being like, Meh. either I get it or I don't, my life will go on. Um, I have this podcast. I have you guys to keep me warm at night. Which speaking of, I want to, I'm thinking about doing something kind of different and fun with motherhood in Hollywood. And I don't know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to hang my balls out there. I'm going to do it. I want to start a phone line or like a hotline where people can call in and they can either ask me questions or they can ask my guest questions that you can ask about uh, Hollywood stuff, gossipy stuff whatever anyone's thinking like, Hey, Heather, how much have you lost on your MIH 15 by 15 challenge? And I'll say none, yeah, none, yeah, business. Um, all will be revealed in uh, due time. So I'm thinking about starting a hotline and, uh, cause I want to be able to incorporate some of you guys more into the show. And so, you know, that you're a part of this just as much as I am. So every download, every, uh, subscription, every time you share the show, I feel it. I feel it in my body and in my soul. And I'm so grateful that you do that. So thank you guys. If you haven't subscribed to motherhood in Hollywood right now, go to iTunes and stitcher, do that. Subscribe to the show, leave a review. If you'd like, say something nice. Don't be a dick, say something kind. And then, um, and then you can begin to take part in the fun. That is motherhood in Hollywood. My journey as an actor in entertainment. Good times. Good times. I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about. Oh Yes. So recently it has come to my attention that one of my former friends, a woman uh, who I used to be friends with is kind of going around and not being very kind about me, like saying somewhat disrespectful things. She has been telling people that the reason we're no longer friends anymore is because I've been saying bad things about her children, which if you're a parent uh, in any way, shape or form, you know that that's like one of the most hurtful things that you can say about another mom. And the fact that somebody who I used to be so close with would tell people or say that I was in any way being hurtful or negative about her children is so it just, it just really shows her own insecurities and her own 
need for drama in her life. I mean, it's kind of well known that she loves drama. Everything is very dramatic. Um, and the fact that she would feel such insecurities in her world to drag me into that drama is really hurtful and really disappointing. And as a parent myself, I want to lash out at her and be like, Hey, like what's wrong with you? Why would you say that? You know why we're not friends anymore. And it doesn't have anything to do with um, me saying something about your kids, which is a complete lie. So it makes me wonder, like, how are other parents dealing with drama from other moms, like mama drama, essentially, or daddy drama? What do you do when a fellow parent starts bringing their kids into their drama? You know, it's, it's sad, and it's um, hurtful, and it's vindictive. And it's just, you know, don't use your kids in your drama. Maybe I'll write a blog post about this. But it's like, don't drag your kids into your drama. They don't deserve that. You know, be a better person. Be a better parent. You know, you don't have to drag somebody else down and use your kids to do it. So I'm a little, I'm a little hot and bothered. I'm a little hot under the collar about that this week. Maybe I'll, like I said, maybe I'll do some writing that will help me kind of get those demons out. I just don't know if anybody else is going through that right now. If you are, I say, just ignore it as best you can. Don't get sucked into the drama. I'm going to try not to. And, um, I hope you can do the same. If anybody has any similar stories, I'd love to hear them. Feel free to email me motherhood and Hollywood at gmail.com. Or you can always tweet me and be like, Oh, this bitch did this to me. And I'm so pissed about it. Whatever you want to do moms, we need to stick together, encourage each other as much as we can, but also don't put up with any crap from anybody. I'm a big believer in that. No, thank you. Um, okay. So back to like really fun stuff. I'll get off of my own personal, like, uh, drama, if you will. And I definitely want to share with you guys this interview I did with Jennifer Whedon from mom cave TV. It's so much fun to see other moms, uh, creating new material, creating something fun that we can all be a part of and enjoy and relate to as moms. So here is Jennifer Whedon to talk to us more about mom cave TV. Okay, so I am really excited today because this is uh, this is a, a part of the world, the internet world, uh, if you will, that I'm fascinated by, and um, we'll get into that in just a second. But I want to introduce my guest. Uh, her name is Jennifer Whedon, and she is the creator, founder, uh, head mama in charge. I almost said HBIC. I almost said, but then I was like, Oh, we're not friends yet. Maybe I should ask her if I could call her HBIC. You can totally call me that. I realized I was like, Ooh, that's kind of rude. Um, no, but Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. I'm psyched to be here. I've listened to you, uh, on my drive to and from school a few times this week and the show is really fun. Thank you so much. Not too many swears, huh? For your, for your little one. (laughs) No, I know that some moms are like, we love your show, but we can't listen to it in the car because you cuss so much. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I have a really bad potty mouth. It's we have the same problem with our, we have do a live show on YouTube and we Mm -hmm. use the F word especially a lot, but, um, You know, I, I kind of sometimes if it's going to be an especially bad episode, I'll I'll put a disclaimer in front. But the show isn't for kids. So it's like anything. Do you watch Breaking Bad in front of your kid? 
No, well, I try not to. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I really want to. Right? I- like my husband was like, "Oh, she needs to go to bed. The Breaking Bad finale's on." <laughs> um, he was really into it. Okay, before we get too off track, Jennifer, tell me what is Mom Cave TV? We're a network of snarky comedies for moms, and um, it came about uh, really with I wrote a web series called Slummy Mummy. And uh, worked on it with some great friends. Valisa Tate was my partner on that. And it got into a bunch of festivals. And, and then, coincidentally, was working on another web series that also had a mom theme with a different team. And when it also got into this same festival. It was the um, ITV Fest, the Independent TV and Film Fest. And so while we were there spending a week at this festival couple of years ago, all of a sudden, we just kind of clicked and we thought, why don't we make an entire mom channel? Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of out of the idea that the things that we were watching on TV at the time, the TV shows that were portraying parenthood at that time, we couldn't relate to them at all. Um, my favorite example is one show, which shall remain nameless, um, <laughs> had, had like entire scenes where the husband and wife were having heartfelt conversations. They, the wife was knitting. The husband was chugging a beer. They're sitting on the sofa. Oh, the wife's hair was perfectly blown out and everything. And they're, they're like nine month old, was in the corner in the exorcist, silent and happy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would see things like that on TV and be like, that is not how it works around here at all. Right. So <laughs> we started writing how our lives were. And um, that's how these web series came about. And then we made them into a channel, which is now just expanded to have many different shows. And it's bombcavetv.com. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I said that right. I, you know, I love that you guys are pushing the real aspect of what of what motherhood is like, because it is frustrating for me too and I'm I'm out here in LA uh and I see the shows that are coming out during pilot season and whatnot and it's like hey not every mom looks like Sofia Vergara guys or you know um oh my gosh her name I just forgot her name the blonde that's on Modern Family Julie Bowen yes Julie Bowen yes thank God you're here Jen um Julie Bowen yeah not every mom really you know is like that either probably that's a closer representation but It's, um, it's, it's nice when you see like what real moms look like and what really happens, but maybe they, they don't create those types of things because they don't think people want to see that. Maybe, but, (laughs) and I'll see if they're right. (laughs) So far, we've gotten a lot of great response from parents, men and women too, like watching it and just going, yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what my life is like. Now, what I like is uh, about your channel is that you do real and fictional stories. Mm-hmm. I watched your uh, Slacker Guide to Christmas Gifts, uh, or yeah, and that was really funny. And I was thinking, I do want to put store bought cookies into uh, a plate or something, or a tin or something sometime, yeah. and pretend that I made them because I, I really don't have time. And my daughter's two and a half and she's not really that coordinated yet, you know, to like help out really. So, uh, yeah, so much fun. So what makes you want to do the fictional ones? Is that the actress in you that's coming out that wants to play a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it started out, um, I started writing because my son was little and he was still taking three naps a day. Oh, the good old days. (laughs) And, and back then that was my first and, it was, you know, crickets from the agents for a while. It's like you mm-hmm. have a baby and you sort of fall off the radar. 
and mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to to work. So I started writing stuff for myself, and and so that's where our scripted stuff came from, I guess I should okay. say. But as we started doing it, and I so enjoyed producing and especially editing, and just creating, and um, we we saw ideas for other things that were unscripted, and we could bring other real moms in, so people could have more more moms to look at online mm-hmm. that were like them. And we started making other kinds of shows. Wow. And you mentioned earlier that you, um, Slummy Mummy, won some awards. Like, how did all of that come to be? Did did you, did they discover you? Did you start submitting? Uh, yeah. How did that, how that happen? Okay, so a little bit of both. Um, with the scripted stuff, we started entering film festivals. And it's been great because film festivals are starting to see web series as indie film, which is basically what it is, right? So right. Um, we we started getting into that world and we got some great recognition from that. And then sometimes great things happen where you just get an email and so-and-so says, I, I found your show, it's awesome, and I want to do this with it or honor this, and, you know. So that's been really good too. And you have such a great production value behind your videos. Um, you have great lighting. The sound is always Thank really you. good. You're welcome. Is that something that you researched before you going into it? Did you know about um, the technical aspect of yeah. producing online videos? Well, as an actor, I knew a lot from being around set all the time. Or mm-hmm. I knew enough to know. Let's put it this way. I knew enough to know that I didn't know everything (laughs) to know that I couldn't just do sound on my own and have a good result. Um, So, you know, we hired somebody to do the sound and but a a lot of other things were figuring out as we went along. And so many people are eager to work on something if they like the script and they want something great for their reel Mm -hmm. that you just if you can find really good people to collaborate that have different strengths than you do. Um, you can build a team and, and for almost nothing, you can make something that looks pretty good. I've always been a little bit intimidated to make my own videos. I did more of that when I was doing sketch comedy out here right. uh, because we were sort of forced to on a weekly basis. We had to come up with sketches and then usually like a quirky video or something. So I felt uh, like I was in the mix, you know, and it was easier because everybody there either knew somebody who had a camera or something. But now that I've stepped back in, in, in mommy land, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know anybody anymore. And I'd be like, Hey, can I use your camera? Or, you know, I don't know. It's it. I admire so much moms who are stepping out and doing that, but I feel like I'm a little intimidated to, yeah. to do it, especially cause you do yours on a weekly basis. Is that right? Or you upload at least one video Yes, week, but I, right? I do not shoot things on a weekly basis. That's just not possible. So we yeah, sometimes like, Whoa. shoot. Yeah, <laughs> Cert- <laughs> sometimes we can shoot many episodes of something in a day. Oh, and, that's smart. Um, yeah, yeah. We try to plan it that way so that I can at least uh, release one video a week. And then we have a one of our most successful things is the easiest to do. It's a week. Well, it used to be weekly. It's a Google Hangout called mm-hmm. Mom Cave Live. Yeah, and it's um, a live show. So that's you know, takes no production whatsoever other than <laughs> webcam. Um, yeah, but as far as like, I understand that when you become a mom feeling disconnected from the whole filmmaking community and everything, yeah. but the web series community is really amazing, both in New York and LA. And um, if, and you know, the International Academy of Web TV is this great organization. They have writers group um, in New York and LA. And if, 
you go to that and you meet other people doing the same thing, everybody's really generous with their time and their skills. Did you feel like in terms of the internet side of it and the web side of it, did you have to learn a bunch of new skills in that area? Like as far as web design, because your website right. looks great. And uh, I'm my, my website. I'm like, I need to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the bane of my existence. I constantly am like, I hate my website. I need to upgrade it. Yeah. Well, I, I have a lot of um, help from, my friend Valisa, who I mentioned before, and she mm. is an ex-art director. And so she's the eyes of most of our shows. You know, she'll say, this would look so much better if you did this. But oh, um, nice. I learn as I go along, really. So Google is my best friend. And I yeah. just, how do you make <laughs> the sidebar on your website look good or whatever? Right. Um, and just sort of do it that way. But I, I think more of the learning has had to do with um, SEO and analytics and building your yeah. audience. That, that that's hard that part is really hard um finding a way to reach the masses and and well not necessarily just the masses but people who would be interested in what you're offering right you know because you know i could take out an ad in a big online magazine or something but it may not be necessarily for people who would want to listen to my show you know right so you, it's hard to find those people yeah exactly so you're also an actress, yeah. and as you mentioned before, um, how did things change for you when you had your son? Because you have a little boy, right? Just one I, or two? I have two now. I have a five-year-old boy and a six-month-old girl. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, how did it change? You mean as far as like day-to-day goes or auditioning yeah audition like how are you balancing um because I know for me it's a challenge and I just have one and I'm like whoa this is this is a lot of work um so how are the how did it affect like your auditioning and did it affect your perspective on auditioning and working in the industry totally I mean uh, being an actor is all I ever wanted to do you know cliche cliche it's true like since I was a kid um, and I would have doggedly pursued it. And, um, it was, that was my daily motivation for everything. It's like, you know, booking the next job and working the scene and learning new things. And then I had a kid and it can't be your primary focus when right. you're a parent, your, right. your child has to be. And in a way that's been really, really good for me. Um, I think that that's also why a lot of people hesitate to have kids because yes. they, they're so in love with the idea of just being focused on being an actor and striving, right. you know, like I got to make it, I can't ever miss an audition. I can't ever miss right. an opportunity and they put off having kids or they downplay it. Uh, and then, yeah. it's, and I'm like, it, it can add to your world. It doesn't necessarily have to take away from it. It adds to it. Yeah. It, it is a huge change and it's a huge responsibility. And I you know, before we decided to, to start trying to have kids, I, my husband and I had those same conversations and I didn't, I was like, I don't want to give up. I'm not where I want to be yet. And how will I do blah, blah, blah. But when it came down to it and I thought about, you know, when I'm old and gray, well, I am getting old and gray. When I'm, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm at the end of my life and I look mm-hmm. back, how I would have been so devastated to not have had children. 
AMIHers, it's Heather. I want to take a second to tell you a little more about Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. It truly is the number one tool for mom's peace of mind, dad's peace of mind, grandma, grandpa, everybody. So you definitely want to go and check it out. It's the best way to battle the flu because it remembers temperatures, symptoms, and medications. And the best part, it gives you guidance on what to do next. Kinsa remembers for you so you can focus on what matters. Parents trust it. Kids love it. Go to KinsaHealth.com to find out more about the world's smartest thermometer. That was ultimately for us the, uh, the same thing too. It's like, I just didn't want to look back and go, why did I wait for the industry to come to me, put my life on hold, you know? Right. Which may never happen, um, right. sadly. So so that was kind of the reasoning. And the, as far as your question about balance, um, <laughs> I, I have no balance. It's a, you know, it's every day is a different challenge and um my husband is also in the entertainment business he's the band leader of the hot sardines and he's always touring so there's not one of us at home at any given time and oh wow um there is no balance we just have to go take it moment by moment and the most important thing i think is just to kind of see the big picture of that kids are only young once and um it it I know it's cliche, but it's true. It does go so fast. My, mm-hmm. you know, I can't believe my son is five, and mm-hmm. um, just know whatever whatever you're in, like it's <sighs> it's temporary. You know, just get through that stage. You, you'll get you'll have other challenges in the next stage, but just mm-hmm. deal with <laughs> you are. And because someday you look back and be like, oh, wasn't it so nice when I was nursing her in the middle of the night every hour and a half? Yeah. I never thought I would look back on that time with fondness. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) You you do. But that's what now that I'm with the second, I can like keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, well, we're my daughter is about to be three, so we're leaving um, the toddler two stage behind and entering into what people are warning me about as the three major stage. Oh, yeah, uh, and she's so spirited and very. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, how can I say <laughs> nicely? She's very opinionated, little yeah. two year old. So I'm like, is it gonna get worse? because I'm just having visions on my future when her, she's like 15 and I can't like, you know, make her go to her room or like, and she could just right. be like, no, fuck you, mom, I'm leaving. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. There's something to be said while they're still small enough that you can like literally hoist them up. Hoist them up and be <laughs> like, them. you do what I say. Yeah, it's, right. uh, it's definitely, I can see visions of my future and I get a little nervous. I'm hoping it's just a phase because other moms are like, oh, yeah, my, you know, mine's tough, too. Or you get the moms who are like, oh, that's terrible. No, we don't ever have that. And I'm like, really? They're you don't- liars. They're yeah. liars. <laughs> I'm like, you don't ever have your two-year-old that just completely does a face plant in the middle of the mall kicking and screaming and doesn't want to leave. Okay. Because yeah. uh, I've seen it, lady. No. <laughs> um, so you're in New York. Um, or in the, but you're not like in New York city, right? Oh, that's a story. Yeah. So, um, after be- living in New York city for almost 20 years, like literally in Manhattan in a building with hundreds of people, we took a daring move. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband begged me for years. And then finally, when we were still in a one bedroom apartment with, you know, our kid in our same bedroom and a second on the way and the rent going so high it was insane he was like please just yeah he's like grant me 
a one-year trial of this crazy idea. So I did. And <laughs> we're about six months into it, and I actually think it's working. But we moved to the Berkshires, which is um, about two and a half hours outside of the city. That seems which is so a, far. It, it, yeah. you know, it, it is, it, it's far, and it's not. It's crazy. This is like a suburb of New York City now. So many people live here and do like mostly telecommute, but then go into the city a lot. And there's a huge artistic community up here and a ton of actors, most of them like awesome, famous actors, not me, but, um, <laughs> you know, people that get called for, for, do you want this job as opposed to us? Or <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, please give me this please job. Give me an audition. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's like this great artistic community and it's far, but it can be done. So, you know, I'm, I had a call back in the city a couple of days ago and that it does take your entire day to go to one callback, yeah. but there's a beauty in it, Heather, of there's a two and a half hour train ride on each end where you have silence. <gasps> oh, time. Yes. See? How lovely. So that I, I actually that love like? that about the community. <laughs> exactly. Cause you know, so mm. I usually edit or, or write, but you could sleep, you could read, you know, um, and oh, that sounds even, so nice. It is really nice. So even though we end up spending a ton more in childcare for me to go to one callback, um, mm. it's so balanced out because we just bought a house on 40 acres and literally our mortgage is like a third of what a one bedroom apartment was in New York. Isn't City. that crazy? Like it's, yeah. It's almost like in New York and LA, they just, they don't want any more people. So they're like purposely <laughs> they raising the, the rental prices and the housing prices through the roof so that people can't live there anymore. And especially like you've got such a big arts community in both of those cities that your, your artists are the ones that are making usually the least amount and can't afford to live. So I don't know. It just, there's been a lot of discussion and articles out here as the rising cost of um, homes and, and uh, housing in LA. It's just such yeah. a, and I know it's really bad in New York. I mean, it's bad here, but I think New York is even worse. It's, it's horrible. Our, our apartment was going to be like $4,000 a month or something. Oh my God. But I think that's also a reason that a lot of actors put off having kids. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't afford a bigger place. They can't afford the kid that, you know, yeah. <laughs> our lives are not financially stable. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about that. And she was like, you know, well, I, it just seems like it's so expensive to have kids. And I'm like, well, yes and no. You know, <clears throat> I mean, in the beginning, we, we had a lot of stuff given to us, which was really nice in our baby shower. But then you're just breastfeeding them. And, you know, then it's just diapers and wipes. And if some people make their own wipes. Right. So you can, you can find ways to cut corners. I think it just depends on what you're spending your money on. If you're buy if you want to buy a bunch of designer high end things, then yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money. But if you're willing to, uh, go with the flow and like buy stuff that maybe is at target or whatever, you know, exactly. like if you're being like, you know, if you think if you're too good for target, then you probably Look, should have a kid. too good for target. I could be a billionaire and I would, go, I would still shop at target. Come on. Um, <laughs> Remember when target was like super ghetto. It seemed like it was like the K like a Kmart, you know, it was on par with Kmart. And then something happened like 10 years or so ago and they started getting awesome. Like they changed the look of the store. They got better ads. And we need their marketing people. Right, right. Because <laughs> their marketing's amazing. It's so great. And it's and it's cute and fun, but it's not like aimed at just young people. 
it's great. Target, we love you. We're just you saying. You should it. get them to sponsor this show. By the you way. should get them to sponsor your show. All let's right, say let's that. Work let's okay. work on it. We'll just put that out into the universe. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, both but... of us sponsored by Target. <laughs> totally. But as far as kids being expensive, it, it's also like so much of it is optional. And it right, begins right. to seem like it's not, but a three-year-old does not need to go to soccer that, you know, a season of soccer, Twice which is like $400. Yeah, you know, a, a three-year-old doesn't need that. A three-year-old needs to run around outside and make mud pies. Right. And so many parents just think, oh, all the other kids are doing it. So if I'm not doing this for my kid, I'm not being a good parent. And I just really disagree with that. I think that's happening a lot in New York and LA. Well, I keep using New York and LA. I think it happens all over, but moms, um, <clears throat> there's a competitiveness where it's like, you want to get your bed, your bed, your kid into the, the best preschool, you right. know, and in order for them to go to the best elementary school, the best middle school, and then right. they have to have the best clothes and be involved in like all these activities. And I have a, a fellow mom <clears throat> who I don't think she listens. So I'm going to talk smack about her, all right. but she, um, She's sending her kid to uh, a French immersion preschool because she wants her. Yeah, I know. But she already speaks Spanish and English. So she also (laughs) wants her to learn, learn French. And I'm like, she's not even three. Calm down. Like she probably doesn't know (laughs) English that well yet. Right. No, she she speaks like a a Spanglish version of it. Um, um, Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. But on the other hand, there's a little part of me that's also really jealous because I think, yeah. oh, man, that's a really smart idea. Because then your child is trilingual going into elementary I school. And <laughs> I have the same feeling where it's like on one, the one hand, you're, you're jealous mm-hmm. that people totally. can give their kids more. And on the other hand, you're like, oh, that's so not necessary. But yet you're jealous. Yeah, 100 <laughs> uh, percent. And so you're having I'm, I'm envisioning like that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda uh, packs up and has to move to like Brooklyn and everyone's like, don't leave the city. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to go there. And then she's like, wait a minute, this is actually really lovely. I yeah. Like I kind of had that experience. Yeah. And then they have, they have that moment where they're like, Oh, this is home. As opposed to the hustle and bustle of New York city. I love New York though. Every time I've been there a few times and I absolutely love that city. I do. If, if I weren't able to go in regularly, I wouldn't have this life, but to just be able to go there, it's important. I miss it. I really do. But and you're from the East Coast, right? Like you were born I'm from and outside of Baltimore yeah. originally. And okay. then I went to college in Philly. I was moving cities north, slowly mm. moving north. Um, <laughs> Philly slowly working to New York. Yeah. Because like any teenage actor, I was like, I'm going to graduate and go to New York. Do you think that uh, because of your location to casting sessions and things like that have you thought about sending auditions in on tape because that's something that's becoming really big and there's auditions that are here for me like a 30 minute drive but they'll ask me to put something on tape Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay that's happening yeah even more even if you are in Manhattan so that was already starting to happen and I've just now started being open about where I live. <laughs> when I first moved, you know, I told my manager, but we were like, eh, we don't need to tell the agents. They don't need to know. You're like, I'm, I'm coming out as living outside of New York. Right. Yeah. I am coming out, people. <laughs> but um, yeah, because as long as it's not a same day audition, it's, it's not a problem. Mm. Um, 
But are you do you find that you're afraid to ask if, if that's an option? Because I know you said you're coming out because I, I find myself hesitating because there's some auditions I see or some roles that come up <clears throat> in like in New York right. or Chicago is really big right now. And of course, Atlanta has been big for a while, but I want to submit, but I'm hesitant to ask my manager about it or if I can do it because I'm afraid they're going to be like, no, 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 we don't want to do that. You either have to be there. Or... Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, it's that, it's that fear of rejection and no, let me say no. Right. I'm, I'm hesitant that it will make my chances smaller if it's on tape versus right. on, in person. So, um, you know, I had something last week where they said, you know, they want to know your availability to come in or they were willing to maybe do a Skype audition. And I was just like, well, put it to me plainly. What would they rather me do? Mm-hmm. And they want you to come in. Okay, I'll come in because I don't want to hurt my chances mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to take that commute. But anytime I can do a Skype audition or put myself on tape, I'd love to. A Skype audition is something I had not even heard of until. Have you seen Aziz Ansari's new show on Netflix? It's no, called, it's called I love Master that. of None. It's really good. And in the first couple of episodes, he, he plays an actor in the show. And he's in New York. And in the first couple of episodes, he has to do an audition mm-hmm. via Skype. And I was like, what? I've never even yeah. heard of that. I didn't know we, that was even an option. And I Skype all the time um, <clears throat> for Motherhood in Hollywood. So I, because I just usually put myself on tape because there's so many self-tape companies in LA now. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, how interesting. They must all be like recording it. But what a great idea because then the casting director can give you notes and talk right. back to you and go do it this way. Yeah. So I think future. that's going to happen a lot. I'm, I've started casting some of our stuff like that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it saves you so much time. So it's not even just about the distance. It's like as the person casting, if you can just sit at your computer and watch videos and then, you know, call it down to the people you really want to see or whatever, it's, it's so much more effective. You don't have to rent a space, you know. I wonder how the casting directors feel about that, though. I know I talked to Marissa Ross, who casts Chicago Med. She's based in Chicago now. I talked to her a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that it's changed the game entirely because yeah. now they can see people from all over the world competing for a guest star on Chicago Med or something, and you're like, what the hell? It's already yeah. hard enough. I don't know. Now we're competing with somebody in Australia. Like Ohio. New Zealand or come on. Um, But yeah, I think uh, that it's great on one hand. It's good for us as actors because it's like opens up the playing field a little bit more, but also it opens up the playing field and that means more people can jump in, which is frustrating. It's a a hard playing field no matter how you cut it. That's true. What do you think your ultimate goal is like with – mom cave and with your blog and site are you wanting to generate a show that's your own show on tv based on that or do you have a different goal in mind well that would be a a, i would call that a dream more than a goal. Uh, that would be ultimate awesome to have my own show um but right now the goal is to kind of be a production company or to be paid to create for people so that's great um, we've been talking with a few baby product companies that are interested in that. And, um, you know, we are, we have assembled this team that can make really good videos quickly and not, you know, not for a lot of money. So we want to do that for other companies. I see. So it, not, not just necessarily like, uh, f- 
funny, you know, mom based videos, but you would branch out and do other kinds of things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I love making videos of all kinds. So did I see that you have training in improv? Did you go to, did you train at UCB? I did. Yeah. And how did you like that? I loved it. Um, it was the thing that terrified me the most as an actor, um, in improv in general. Improv did. Yeah. Um, as I went to uh, college for acting and, and we didn't even really do improv. Um, and just the idea of it terrified me. And so I started um, at UCB when I was in one of these phases of life where I was like all philosophical. I'm like, the thing that scares you most is what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. And it was so good for me and, you know, so much fun. It's the rush that you get after doing an improv show is amazing. Like, even if you sucked, <laughs> you feel great afterwards, right? Yeah. So um, that's helped out a lot. I, I did use, I did UCB out here and then I had a baby and I went back briefly and now I'm sort of like, it, it's such a commitment to do yes. improv, especially because the people who do it really seem to get into it every night. They're going to shows every night. They're performing in shows and when they're not in shows, they're writing with their writing partner or whatever, if they're doing sketch. And it's such a time commitment <clears throat> that, uh, I just don't know that I have the energy and yeah. the passion for it. It's like with stand-up comedians. I just, I don't have the passion for it anymore. Do you, do you find that you, um, has, has your mom cave sort of taken over yeah, in that role sure. in that way? Yeah, because you're right. People are, they're so into it and they're not, it's not parent friendly. I guess you should yeah, say, you know, no, improv shows start at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's having beer and then you go out afterwards so it doesn't really work with the the stage of life that we're in right now, which is a bummer. Um, but you can use it in other thing, in other parts, or or at least like I I feel like don't feel like because you can't fully immerse yourself in it, you shouldn't do it at all. So if you can, there in New York City they have some drop in classes that I would go to occasionally, oh, and nice. to just feel like at least you know you can do it when you can do it. But you're doing other really important things in the stage of your life right now. That's That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, totally. And I think if I were to constantly be in classes and constantly be, you know, trying to do improv shows and stuff like that, I would look back and feel like I missed out on a lot of things because I feel really lucky right now. I get to be home with her every day and I just work part time on the weekend. So I do. And I do get to enjoy that time with her. And I love how you joke about Pinterest moms. Um, I'm so, I have such a love hate relationship with Pinterest because on one hand I look at it and go, Oh, that's a really good idea. I want to try that. Right. You know, or I'll see something that looks like a cool um, recipe and I'll like, you know, I'll pin it in my recipes Mm -hmm. and then I'll just sort of go down the rabbit hole of Pinterest. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But then I never go back and do it because I'm like, I don't have time. Or if you do, it never turns out the way. No, no, never. Yeah. We like to call our channel the anti-Pinterest of parenting because it's like the opposite. You know, it shows shows you those moments that aren't pretty and and we can laugh and have fun about that. But yeah, Pinterest just made me feel crappy about myself mostly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of them, though, are they're staged. They're like professional photographers and, you know, it's moms that are taking not just moms, but there's dads on there, too. But businesses that are taking like multiple shots of their finished product and they're really showcasing it as opposed to like 
you know, I, I half the time, the reason why I don't make the recipes that I find online is because I don't have the ingredients and I don't want to go to the store and buy it. So we heat up a, a bag meal and that's what we yeah. eat. You know, like what's in the freezer? Let's just eat that. Yes. But I have, I have, I have goals to one day try to make stuff on Pinterest, but I just, I'm terrible at it, especially yeah. the crafts. Ooh, I'm a bad crafter. No, you're, you have a three-year-old, you know, just wait. Like we'll just glue, glue popsicles. 15 years. <laughs> right. My one fear is that she's going to come home and be like, mom, I'm going to be an artist. And then I'll be like, oh man, because I'm terrible at drawing and I won't be able to help her. I can't paint. I can't sculpt uh, anything. And I'll just be like, okay, we'll hire you a teacher or somebody. <laughs> a tutor. Mom, mommy will get a, a third job and we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the things we do for our children. Do you think you want your kids to go into the acting profession, seeing how you've, how you know how challenging right. it can be, but also really fulfilling? I always say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, my, uh, I always say I want my son to be a plumber. I think that would be the perfect job. You yeah. all, they, they do great. Um, they, they work regular hours. They make good money. They have, I think there's a plumber's union. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I would, my heart would hurt a little if my kid said he wanted to be an actor, just because I know what that means, but I I would never discourage him, but God, it's, it's, it's a heartbreaking thing, really. Even even people that are really successful at this, (laughs) that I've talked to, they don't, they never feel like they were, they're where they want to be. Yeah. You're always looking for the next level, the next level, the next level. And yeah, Yeah. even, even if you get like on a series, <clears throat> you know, the series ends in a few years. Right. And then, and then you have to hope that you can get on another series or that you can start a career in features. It just never seems like it's enough. You're always climbing the ladder, which is why for me, I have found that being a mom and having this other part of my life <clears throat> has been incredibly fulfilling in those areas where I don't feel like, you know, ah, I'm not at the level I want to be. You know, it's, it's, it helps me to not slit my wrist every night. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. It's really, it's freeing. Yeah. yeah. It's nice it, to know that there's more to life. It is. Um, well, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward to see what is going to be happening with mom cave and how it's going to continue to succeed. And, uh, if, uh, anybody wants to, I know we talked about the website, but remind me again, where the website is and how people can find you on social media. Okay. So the website is sort of our blog where we, you know, put out what's going on. So that's momcavetv.com. And then our main channel is our YouTube channel, YouTube dot com slash mom cave we're also on daily motion and our live show is also a podcast on itunes if you search for mom cave live um and it's on blog talk radio on facebook we are mom cave tv and on twitter we're mom cave tv and we're even on pinterest don't tell anybody yeah, i'm gonna find you <laughs> <laughs> we're also mom cave tv there but um yeah check us out we we'd love to meet new people online and you can leave us comments and we're accessible. We talk, we'll say hello. Yeah. You guys definitely, everybody take a minute and go and check out mom cave on all of their social media channels. You guys are everywhere. That's fantastic. Thank you. You'll really love the videos. They're a lot of fun and they're real moms, real funny. I love it. (laughs) 
Thank you. Uh, and also, I'm going to put a lot of those links on the motherhoodinhollywood.com page if you guys want to go there and check it out as well. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today, Jen. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Heather. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Motherhood in Hollywood. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. And feel free to leave a review of the show or rate the show. I would really appreciate it. That's it for me for now. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Mama funny. Balls. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Danny, I just figured out that if I switch to Metro PCS, I get two Samsung Galaxy phones free. Cool, Dad. And I could be a super dad with two free Samsung Galaxy phones and call myself Double Galaxy Man. Or you could give the second phone to your sidekick. Yeah, I guess I could do that. That's right. Two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones are all yours when you switch to Metro PCS. Metro PCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.